Does the word marketing fill you with fear? Does the idea of making sales send you into a panic? There's a lot of misconception about marketing and sales, and very often what you see as marketing training is actually thinly disguised sales training. They are very different, although they rely on each other to, to make sales so that your business has cash flow and to make a profit. Let's talk about marketing and sales, what they are, what they aren't, how they work together, and why you shouldn't confuse the two. Does the word marketing fill you with fear? Do you dread the word sales in the same way and get stuck in that process? There's so much misinformation and disinformation and just bad advice about sales and marketing on the internet. If you notice, people who offer marketing training are really offering very thinly disguised sales training and marketing is not part of the process. Let me begin this discussion by telling you that marketing is not sales, although marketing and sales are related. And sales is not marketing, although you do need some kind of marketing effort to generate the interest required to make a sale. Marketing literally means bringing your goods and services to the attention of the market. And here you have to think of your market as an audience. Let's use farmers markets as an example. I love my neighborhood farmers market. There are several in my town and sometimes about once a month I'll drive to Raleigh and I'll go to the huge farmers market there where there are hundreds of vendors visited by thousands of people who buy goods that range anywhere from the homemade soaps to plants for your garden to parts for your car. It truly is a buyer's extravaganza. Everything you could possibly want you can find at this market. And I have my favorite vendors. I visit their stalls and a lot of them do really good marketing. What does that mean? They have little brochures, they have little cards, they have descriptions about their products. Sometimes they give free samples. They have their prices clearly listed. Some of them have websites that you can visit and join their mailing list. I really admire the marketing of some of the people there because they do a pretty good job. Some others, I give them a little helpful advice, like maybe you need a little brochure that you could easily print out on your computer with any kind of printer. But it's all about marketing in the truest sense of the word, providing information and education to an audience who may be interested in your products and services. So if you think of your audience as a market, as like a farmer's market, what would you tell the people who are coming to visit your booth about your products and services that would first educate them inform them and then get them to buy. Can you see the path that I just took there? Educate them, inform them, and then give them all the information they need to make the decision to buy. What do they need to know about your product or service to be interested enough to want to know more? And how do you let them know that their lives can be greatly enhanced by your product or service? How is it useful or helpful or beneficial? How does it help them overcome a problem, treat a condition, answer a question? The way that you interact with your market is going to determine whether or not they are going to buy from you. And this is your marketing. 
a little side note here, you cannot market to people who have no interest in what you offer, no matter how much marketing you do. And while some people who call themselves business coaches may tell you you can overcome any objection and you can get anyone to buy from you, you just have to tell them how great you are and how great your product or service is and how much it solves a problem or provides a solution. If it does neither of those, they are not going to buy from you. Let me give you an example. Everyone knows I don't like camping and I really don't. I don't go camping. I don't have camping equipment. I'm just not interested. So if you talk to me about a vacation and the word camping comes out, my ears just closed. I am not listening because I'm not going camping. So say for example, there are five different ways to go on vacation. You can go to an all-in-one hotel and resort. You can take a cruise. You can drive somewhere or fly somewhere and stay in a hotel. You can take an adventure trip or you can go camping. In my world, there are four kinds of vacation venues because I don't go camping. So it isn't even a consideration. I'm not interested in camping, so I don't include that in my options. And no matter how wonderful someone can make it sound, I'm just not interested. So what's the biggest mistake that I see so many people make? Well, there are two actually. One is confusing sales and marketing. And introducing sales before an adequate amount of marketing has been done. But the other is trying to market to people who just have no interest in their products and services. I'm sorry, the entire internet is not your market and your audience is not everybody who's online. Something that I had to tell someone many years ago when I first started doing internet business consulting. I think we need to focus more on the business side of the internet and see marketing as one aspect in that process and sales as another and separate aspect in that process, although they are related. And I'll get to that in just a minute. But this is why information and education are at the heart of your marketing. You can use marketing to create interest when you focus on information and education first, instead of leading with your sales pitch. Don't you think that by now people are astute enough because they've been on the internet long enough to know when you're actually informing them and educating them and when you're using information and education as a smokescreen to slip your sales pitch in under the door? Maybe you're doing that in secret. Maybe you think you're hiding it. I can tell you it's not a good business practice and it's going to alienate your customer base and all of their friends. This happened to me with a business that I bought a small product from. I can't remember what the product was. It was like $27, which is not a big deal. I think it was an ebook or a process manual or something. So it was $27. And 30 days later, I see a $500 charge come through my credit card. So I immediately followed up on it because I hadn't purchased anything for $500 and I had no idea where that charge came from. I put an alert with my credit card company and I did some research. Turns out the company that I had bought that $27 product from had a hidden and not published policy that 30 days later you are automatically enrolled in their $500 a month business membership for your convenience. Well, let me tell you, not only is this illegal because you must notify people at least seven days in advance that a subscription is being created or it's being renewed, 
and I never agreed to that. I went back and looked at the website, the sales form, the sales page, the thank you page, the emails that I had received from this person. Not one mentioned that I was being automatically enrolled in their $500 program, which I demanded an immediate refund of. And I told the owner who I eventually was able to track down, I wanted to be taken out of that membership immediately and I never wanted him to contact me again. So what happened here? Well, they made the marketing pitch. They forgot to tell me that the marketing pitch was a thinly disguised sales pitch, which again was illegal. And it was $500 a month. I would never join a membership for $500 a month, especially one created by someone I didn't even know and whose credentials I wasn't aware of. But what did he do? Well, he alienated me. He didn't clearly state what his offer was, which was bad marketing. And he sold me something I didn't want. I didn't even know his business marketing membership existed. How could I possibly have purchased something when I was never told about it? I was not informed. I wasn't educated. I didn't know what it was, what it included. I didn't know the benefits. Those are all part of your marketing. So let me ask you, how would you feel if you bought a $27 product and 30 days later, somebody says, you love my $27 product so much, I just know you want to be part of my $500 a month membership. So I'm just going to enroll you without your knowledge or without your advice. Well, I don't know about you, but as I said, I filed a chargeback. I demanded an immediate refund. I demanded that he take me off his mailing list, that I be taken out of this membership, and he never contact me again. And then I talked to several people that I know who are legitimate business coaches. And I said, have you heard about this? What do you think of this? So not only did he lose me as a customer, I told people I knew about this illegal and very shady business practice. So he lost them as customers, plus all of their audiences. You know, the great thing about the internet is you have this global audience and you can reach anyone, anywhere, at any time. It also means that there is an equally exponential audience for outrage, for finding out about your business practices, for finding about things that you do that aren't on the up and up and that aren't right that can be very damaging to your business. People may think that the anonymity of the internet protects them from a lot of things, but I can tell you your reputation matters. And online, your reputation matters even more because the connections that you make with people, especially those referrals, lead by reputation. They lead by your honesty. They lead by your credentials, your clarity, the trust that people can have in you and in your work. It's really important that you protect your reputation on the internet, especially when you're doing, again, illegal and very underhanded things like enrolling people in a membership without even telling them that this is happening. And I have to say, I'm paralegal, so I follow the law, I read the law, I read terms and conditions, I read contracts. I went through my history with this person and his business, and I never saw anything that said that I was going to automatically be enrolled in his membership. There was no checkbox, which there should have been. There was no email explaining those terms and conditions. There was nothing in the terms and conditions. I never received the notification, which again is required by law, at least seven days prior that, hey, we know you liked our $27 product so much, 
we're going to offer you an opportunity to join our business membership. There was nothing like that. So don't do that in your business because, again, he lost me as a customer forever. And he also lost a lot of other people. And you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. Let's talk for a minute about sales because so much of what is marketed as marketing training is actually thinly disguised sales training. They're teaching you how to make sales, not how to make money, but how to make sales on the internet. And that's not marketing. If you push sales prior to doing adequate marketing, all you're going to do is alienate your customer base. Sales is the process of offering goods for sale. Your marketing begins the path to the sales form and the purchase. So just as you don't, for example, go to the grocery store unless you are buying something. Now, you may be someone who just randomly walks to the grocery store just for the pleasure of being there. And that may be the case if it's really hot outside and you need to go in the grocery store and cool off. But generally, when you go to the grocery store, it's because you need food or you need something that you can buy at the grocery store. So why would you try to sell something to a visitor when they barely know you, they don't know who you are, they don't know what you do, they're not sure if you're even relevant to them, and here you are trying to make a sale. The ridiculousness of this and the unlikeliness of this happening in a positive way for you increases as your price increases. I don't know about you, but my first car was not a Ferrari. So why would you try and sell brand new customers to your very expensive program? Sales, as I said, is connected to marketing. Marketing starts your visitor, your customer, your potential client on the path towards sales. They're related. You have to do adequate marketing, remember, which is information education in order to eventually reach the part where you put out the sales form or you put out the offer to buy. You market with eventual sales in mind, but your marketing has to be honest, clear, and clean. No bait and switch. No a sales process disguised as marketing. No sales pitches designed as marketing efforts. Your customers know when it's time for you to sell to them and they'll ask you when they're interested. Marketing is not a one-shot effort. It is a process of informing your audience about who you are and what you offer. Who do people like to buy from? People they know, like, and trust. People whose work they admire or whose work they're familiar with. People whose work has relevance to them. It's meaningful. If you are going to talk to me and I'm talking about me in particular, about 50 ways to find the best campsite, I might watch out of curiosity, but I'm definitely not watching because I'm going to write down all of your information and I'm going to use it on my next camping trip. As I said, I don't go camping. Rather than alienating your audience, once your initial marketing work is done and you've attracted them and you've educated them and informed them and they're on your mailing list and they're responding to your social media posts, you have that person at a place where you can start introducing the sales process. But if you do it before, they're just going to think that you're some kind of sleazy salesperson, you're forcing them, you're pushing products and services on them, and they won't buy. And they won't buy just because you're pushing them rather than not because they're not interested. Maybe they do need your products and services, but they aren't going to buy from you if they feel you're pushing them towards a sale. Also, 
on the pricing platform, which again is something that I'm very outspoken about, if you're trying to sell them something that they can't afford, then they're not going to buy from you either. And I've talked about this in detail because I think pricing is the single greatest reason why people do not buy from you. I have watched time and time again, people with enormous social media followings, people who are very popular, whose audiences really love them, and they'll have a launch and 20 people out of an audience of say 10,000 will buy. That's way below even the lowest statistics for people who will purchase during a launch. Why? Because their prices are too high. You can't go from selling a $47 a month membership to selling a $15,000 for six months mentorship and expect people to buy from you. That's not your audience. Your audience does not expect that price point from you, so they're not going to buy, probably because they can't afford it. Also, I want to mention here, forget passion. You cannot market your passion, but you can market why you're passionate. I'll give you an example of a client that I coached in business and she was a vegan. She was a very good vegan. She had all kinds of recipes. She knew how to eat a healthy vegan diet. She could talk to you about the percentages of proteins and carbs and the different mixes of things so that your vegan diet was healthy. The problem was she was so passionate about being a vegan that she insisted everyone become a vegan. Everyone should adopt the vegan lifestyle. Everyone should follow this path. Well, I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian. I have no interest in being either. I've tried vegan diets and vegetarian diets. My body just doesn't function well on those at all. And I need to eat meat. It's something that is part of my daily diet. This is what I choose, what I know is best for me. And I've already made that decision. I'm not going to change my mind. Now, this client, as I said, was very, very passionate about being a vegan. So after a couple of coaching sessions, she asked me towards the end of one session, are you a vegan? And I said, oh no, that's not the right diet for me at all. And then she began to talk to me passionately about why vegan is best, the importance of a vegan diet, how it's saving the planet, etc. After a few minutes, I said, stop, I'm not interested. I am not your client. And then she started up again. And I finally had to have a rather stern talk with her about personal boundaries, about my body and and my diet and what my dietary requirements were and the fact that I knew best and I was not her client and I had not hired her to give me dietary advice. But she was so passionate about her work that she wanted to change the world. You cannot market on that kind of platform because you come across as obsessive as rather, say, annoying at times, depending on how much you push people, but also as ignoring what people's own truth about themselves and what's good for them. So you can't market your passion because you'll end up alienating your audience, especially if you are marketing to them in such a way that you're saying, hey, whatever you're doing is wrong. I have the solution for you. My solution is right is completely the wrong way to market and we can talk about that in a later episode or you can take my marketing 101 class but the thing that I want to convey to you about your passion is you can market why you're passionate a great example of that is Vani Hari also known as the food babe she's someone I've followed for years 
She was a consultant for a number of years, traveled a lot, ate a diet of fast food, restaurant food, and processed food until she got extremely ill, so ill that she had to quit her job or take a sabbatical from her job and recuperate, and discovered that it was the chemicals and all the processes in the food that were making her so ill. So she began to research food additives, the pr processed food industry, what was going on in there, and became an advocate for clean living and a spokesperson for educating people about what's in their food and why certain chemicals and toxins in food, especially processed food, can make you really sick. She doesn't market her passion so much for eating healthy and clean. She markets her passion for what happened to her, how she was so ill and how she had to change her diet or she was never going to get better. She markets her passion for teaching people how to identify what's in their food, what ingredients are toxic, how to make a dietary change so that you aren't eating so much processed food. She doesn't tell people you must change your diet. She does do a lot of education if you follow her on Facebook or social media. And that gets people to thinking and it allows them to make up their minds for themselves. So again, forget the passion. You can't market your passion, but you can market why you're passionate about your product and service. And your story is important, but it's only going to appeal to people who share the story or have an interest in it. Now I might think, and I do know people like this, it's amusing to hear someone talk about their camping trip in the wilds of the wilderness where they have to hang their food in trees or bears will attack their campsite. I'm a little entertained by that, but I'm also glad that I'm not on that camping trip. So your story becomes a point of relevance and a point of connection for your audience. Make sure that you're telling your story as a marketing tool to inform and educate people so that they figure out where this point of connection for them is because they won't buy from you if they don't have some kind of connection to you and to what you're doing. And you know, as large and as vast as the internet population is, it's your story that becomes important. It's that experience that you have that gives you the expertise that shows people you're a real person, you've gone through real things, you've gone through something that they are also going through so you exactly understand their point of view and their position and they can relate to you and you can relate to them. Think of marketing as information and education, letting potential customers know that there's a solution and you have it, but first, you need to share that story so that you can create the relevance and then everything builds from there. Marketing is not sales. Sales is not marketing. Marketing and sales are related, but they're still different and they need a different approach. You have to approach marketing from the point of providing information and education or else you'll alienate your audience because your marketing will be a thinly disguised sales pitch, which they're gonna catch, and then you'll just come across as looking like somebody that they don't wanna do business with because all you want is money from them. And maybe, and some people are like this, I know that I might be just a bit, they won't buy from you simply because you tried to sell to them and they just felt that they were being taken advantage of, much like the person who slipped in this $500 a month membership 
without even notifying me that I was going to be joining this membership. Again, something that is extremely illegal. I could have pursued him in court and I could have sued him. He's breaking some very important laws regarding internet business and activities on the internet. I chose not to. Instead, I demanded my money back and I will never do business with him again. I can't even remember his name anymore. This was three or four years ago, but I can promise you that he'll never get my business and I will never refer him to anyone. So do your marketing well, and it's really simple. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to get those sales in, in your marketing. Don't be, let your marketing be sales focused. Let your marketing be information and education focused you'll develop a better and stronger long-term relationship with your clients. They will be very clear about what they're getting from you. And they will also be clear about who you are and what you do and how they can benefit from you. And that's where you make the sale. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Show podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode, that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you. If you're at a crossroads in your entrepreneurial journey, whether you want to start a business, expand an existing business, or you need a skill you need to learn, let me help you take the next best step. We specialize in teaching entrepreneurs how to create cash flow based high value, high volume, high growth businesses. I'm also an eight time best selling author, radio show and podcast host, globally recognized business and energy congruence expert. I'm the business and technology expert who decided to go full out and full time in my business in July 2007 after my sixth job layoff in eight years. I know what it's like to be at that transition point. I also know what it's like to start, manage, and grow a business, and I'm an expert in the online space. And I'm sure I have a program or solution that's right for you no matter where you are in your entrepreneurial journey. Find out more at gpsbusinessacademy.com. Please subscribe to the Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Show podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information they need to turn those business dreams into an entrepreneurial reality. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together. It's Jennifer Hoffman. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you again next time.